If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. Here's an open letter that I sent to a local newspaper that will most likely never be printed. Dear law enforcement professionals, I truly apologize for the situation in which you currently find yourselves. First, I apologize that you good cops are paying the price for the few, and I do mean very few, very small number of bad cops. Just as in any profession there are bad actors, it also happens in the police ranks. For that, I apologize. Secondly, I apologize for the overreaction by an angry mob whipped into a frenzy by the media and so-called social justice warriors and their bad actions towards all of you. Thirdly, I apologize for the media itself. Their entire job is either to report on the bad things they find or make up stories to promote bad things and to exaggerate the few bad things they do find. Sometimes the truth hurts. I apologize that for decades you've been vilified, made out to be the enemy, just for doing your jobs. I apologize that the ignorant in our nation cannot readily see the fact that out of the millions of law enforcement professionals currently employed in our nation, only a very small minority have actually done the things that the ignorant masses believe you are all doing. I apologize to you for all the threats, the violence, the attacks, the spitting, the cursing, the bottle throwing, the car flipping, and all the things you have to endure while serving and protecting our nation. I also know that being a cop is a calling. It's a vocation, like being a teacher, a doctor, or a firefighter. I know that it's a low-paying job that requires much physical and mental training and that the majority of Americans could not do the jobs you do. And that the majority of you could certainly be doing something that pays more based on your education and training alone. I know that your hearts are fully into the job of serving and protecting an ungrateful nation, especially at this time in our history. And I apologize that you must endure the wrath of an ungrateful nation. I know that the actions of just a handful of policemen has forever indelibly marked your profession with a red X and that you will never be respected or appreciated again as your profession once was. I know that the media is a willing partner in the social crucifixion of your profession as a whole, and the mere fact that you continue to show up 
for each and every shift is a testament to the service and to the protection you provide. I apologize for the ignorant media who thinks that every cop is bad, all while telling the public that every person of color is not a criminal, or that every politician is a good person, or that every protester is a rioter, and that the double standard is alive and well. For that I apologize, because sane, reasonable people know that not every person of color is a criminal, that not every protester is a rioter, and that not every politician is a crook. But you, the people in blue, will have to bear the red X, the mark of the devil, forever, based on the actions of a few bad actors. Yes, what Derek Chauvin and his three partners did was excessive. Did it actually kill George Floyd? The autopsies from the government and from the family leave many questions. Was it actually the knee on the neck? Or was it the combination of fentanyl, other narcotics, a lifetime of alcohol and drug abuse, and poor life choices that actually killed that man while he was in the process of committing a crime? Yes, what the cops did to George Floyd was wrong. It was certainly contributory in his death. And those cops were immediately terminated and days later charged with the crimes they are now accused of committing. We are a nation of laws, and those laws will apply to the cops, just as they would have applied to George Floyd had he been taken to jail for committing whatever crime he was accused of committing when the owner of the cup food stores called the cops on him. I apologize to you, officers, that the public at large cannot see the facts and that they're blindly being led into anarchy while you stand the line and defend the nation against riots, looting, shooting, robbery, assault, gunplay, arson, and a host of other crimes. Yes, crimes being committed in the name of so-called social justice. What in the holy hell is Steve talking about now? There's a right way and a wrong way to protest, and many of the so-called protests are actually riots. You know, the wrong way. I apologize for the ignorant politicians, the mayors, the governors, the police chiefs, and other elected and appointed officials in their stupidity, in their calling for you all to stand down and allow criminals to commit crimes, in the so-called spirit of healing, in the so-called excuse of venting, and in those leaders' cowardice to enforce the laws that they swore to uphold. I apologize that these so-called leaders expect and demand that you actually show up for work put on a show on the front line like a trained monkey, but don't dare allow you to enforce those laws which you swore to enforce. Yep, there are a few bad cops out there, and you all should be ratting each other out for any of your brothers and sisters who are not doing the job correctly. It is your chain of command, however, that should be responsible for the proper selection, hiring, interviewing, supervising, monitoring, reviewing those in their charge, 
to prevent the Derek Chauvins of the world from ending the lives of the George Floyds of the world. You know, by the book. If I were a cop today and I had any other employment options, I would think long and hard about making a career change and leaving the mobs to themselves. Because one criminal action by one person left unchecked will most certainly lead to more and more criminal acts by that individual. And if you compound that number by a million and let the powers that be curtail your ability to enforce the law, you will have a complete breakdown in society, which is exactly what some want. If you were a surgeon and the head of the hospital came in today and told you, come on into work, but don't save any lives, just let them bleed out on the table, how would you react? After all, as a surgeon, you swore an oath to heal. If you were a firefighter and your mayor told you to let buildings burn and the people inside them die, would you remain a firefighter? Probably not. If you worked at an animal rescue facility and you had bags of food in your office, would you let the animals starve? Unlikely. So why is it that you're being told to stand down? Why are you not allowed to do your job? Why is it that you're told to stand on the front line of a riot and not enforce the law? If you touch a criminal protester, even one who hits at you, spits at you, throws things at your head, you are the bad guy. Because everyone has a camera. Everyone is the media in 2020. If you show up for work knowing that some organization conveniently stacked pallets of bricks on the street corners hours before they bust in a group of people organized for a riot, not a protest, a riot. I personally don't think I would stand there waiting for a brick to the head, especially knowing that my supervisors are sitting in an office somewhere ordering me to stand there and not respond. I don't believe I could continue to protect and serve under those circumstances. Yes, if I were you, I'd secure another job today, walk into your watch commander's office, or better yet, even the mayor's office, with the media in tow and tell them, hey, if you won't allow me to do my job, I'll go find another one. I'd wish them luck. Go on with my life. So today, I raise a glass to the 99.99999% of police officers who are the good guys. Godspeed. And God bless you all. And remember, the truth hurts. Here I go again, stirring the pot. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might just learn something. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. Agitators, those who carry big spoons for stirring the pot, actually make their living and get their continuous rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring the pot. On this program, I give you my opinion. It's my constitutional right to offer my opinion and therefore I retract nothing. When it comes to my opinion, you have several options. One, agree. It's much simpler that way. Two, disagree and keep it to yourself. Three, disagree and start your own program. Or four, turn it off and remain in the dark as to how someone with a differing point of view might just think. 
When all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. Life is not fair, and you are owed nothing. This is the truth. And sometimes, the truth hurts.